So I hope that you watched the short film win because that's what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about our last Pixar Spark short film, Wind, directed and written by Edwin Chang. Now this is a story about a grandmother and grandson who's been living on a small house built on a rock that's been floating in the wormhole. This is a story about them working together as they seek out disposed equipments floating around their home so they can build a rocket to reach the surface and live happily ever after. Now while they are successful at gathering and building most of the rocket, they realize that they are missing a crucial component the cockpit. And just as luck would have it, the boy finds an abandoned plane with a cockpit, but the problem is this cockpit can only hold one passenger. So out of frustration, the boy gives up and shows a bit of attitude, which is totally understandable. But the grandma comes up with this really interesting plan. The boy will fly the rocket with a rope attached to it to the surface and the grandma will tie a rope around herself so the boy can pull her up. The first part of the plan goes extremely well, but as the boy begins to reel the rope in, he discovers that the grandmother didn't tie herself to the rope, but instead, a love package. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was surprised at how many of you voted for this short film because when I looked on the reviews at some random website, it didn't seem like it was well received by a lot of viewers. I mean, when I asked Lori if she liked this film, she said with a big smile, yes. And then a three second pause later, she said, yeah, but why didn't the grandma climb up the rope? And when I look at the chat rooms of people who actually watch this film, the majority had similar thoughts, like this one. In the short, all the grandmother had to do was tie the rope around her and she would have lived. Then she would be with her grandson. She could have easily made it with her grandson. And I totally get it. I mean, I don't want to pretend like I had some special insight to this film. So like I usually do, I watched the behind the scenes video and guess what? There's two things that really stood out to me. First, in this quick glimpse at their story making process, they asked the same exact question. In other words, they actually thought this through. It wasn't like they released the film and then one day they were reading the comments and said, oh no, why didn't we think about that? The grandma could have easily climbed up the rope and lived happily ever after. No, they totally considered this possible outcome and collectively decided against it. And the second thing that I noticed is that there is a deeper meaning to this story. As it turns out, the director and writer of this film, Edward Chang, was trying to tell a story about his grandmother. She lived through the Korean War as a single mother, and she did all she can to save up as much money as possible to give her son, that would be Chang's father, a better life than the one that she had at the time. And retelling the story of his grandmother, he revealed that she could only afford to send his father to the United States, so she decided to stay back in Korea. Chang realized that his good life that he has right now could be traced back through his father all the way back to his grandmother's sacrifice. So to honor that sacrifice that the grandmother made, Chang made this film. Sure, the grandma in this film could have tied a rope around herself and climbed up the rope to be with her grandson, but it wouldn't be true to the story that Chang was trying to tell, which is a story about how much our parents sacrificed for their children. So this is a film series for a church, so we have to ask the question, what is the biblical profound life lesson that we can extract from this short film? So let's retell this story from the grandmother's perspective. In the beginning of the film, as the boy wakes up, we discover that the boy has a pencil and a notepad with a doodle of their escape rocket next to him, which implies that he fell asleep hoping for a brighter future. We also discover that doom is right around the corner. The rock that their home is built on is shaking. So the very first thing the grandma does in this film is force a smile on her face to assure the boy that everything is fine. Whenever something is about to destroy the boy's dream of a better life, 
the grandma does what she can to keep it alive. And throughout this film, we see this pink cloth that grandma uses to wrap a box. What we learn is that whatever's inside that box represents the grandmother's heart. In the beginning, she wraps a snack that she and the boy can share together during their lunch break. Now we also observe in this film that the roles are very well established. The boy's in charge of gathering discarded items, while the more technical job of cutting, welding, and assembling the rocket fell on the grandmother. But her most important job is to keep the boy's hope for a brighter future, that optimism, on life support as long as she needs to. However, within moments, grandma discovers two problems. First, the boy's dream is crushed when he discovers that his blueprint and strategy for reaching surface it lacked the right resources. Second, she discovers that the floating rocks around her home are crashing into them more and more frequently, and so they're pressed for time. So as any parent or grandparent in this case will do for their children, the grandmother decides to prioritize her grandson ahead of herself. Now we could totally tell that she's scared of this idea, but once again, she manages to force a smile on her face and gives him a box wrapped in a pink blanket, which as we discussed before, represents her love for the boy. So she offers a solution that is by any logical brain is a crazy plan, but she knew that her gullible and optimistic grandson would totally buy into it. So in the following montage, she does her best to enjoy the remaining moments with him. Instead of assembling the rocket by herself, she teaches him how to do it. What was solely her role in the household is now intentionally being passed on to her grandson. And at the end of the film, grandma propels the boys off on the rocket, past the obstacles, and onto the surface. And when the boy gets there, he pulls on the rope, only to find out that the pink box is filled with food. Now, I read a few comments of those who didn't like the ending to this short film, and most of them said something along the lines of that the greatest act of love would have been for the grandma to make it to the surface with the boy. And I totally understand that. But what I think is missed in these reviews is that in most Eastern cultures, feeding your child is the ultimate act of love. Food is their love language. So I think that the boy at the very end recognized what the grandma actually did, that she selflessly saved his life. The greatest act of love for the grandmother was to send her grandson off into a better life without her being there. Now this idea of sacrificing and investing in the next generation, it's a huge and heavy theme in the Bible, especially the Old Testament. In the middle of the first book of the Bible called Genesis, we meet one of the main characters of this book called Abraham. Now God tells Abraham that he has a huge plan for this planet. He wants to bring heaven on earth and he wants to do it through Abraham and his family. But the problem is that Abraham is a nomad with no children. But to show that God's plan isn't some wishful thinking, God gives Abraham a promise. He says that he will one day have a lot of land, a lot of descendants, and with those two things in place that he will eventually become a nation. So Abraham waits and waits for the promise to come true and nothing happens. At one point, his wife begins to mock this idea. I mean, she starts laughing. She says, at my old age, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to give birth to a child, let alone a nation. But God keeps telling them, you got to wait. And after decades of waiting, in their old age, they beget their one and only son, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, this is a far cry from a nation. But you know what? Abraham and his wife, Sarah, they took this as a sign that God's plan was beginning to unfold. See, they intuitively realized that the promise of a nation wasn't going to happen in their lifetime, that they were just the first piece of the puzzle. Immediately after the birth of their son Isaac, Abraham does something weird that requires a bit of explanation. It says that Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time. Now this is a very strange verse. The author of Genesis decided to take the entire verse 
to inform the reader that he planted a tree in Beersheba, which was populated by a group of people called the Philistines. So what's the big deal? Well, first we need to note that Beersheba was a desert with a few shrubs. This is probably what it would look like back then. So you're probably thinking, man, if I were to plant a tree in that desert, I would probably want something that would bear fruit, something that I could eat that would sustain my life. But a tamarisk tree doesn't bear fruit. The only benefit of a tamarisk tree is that it provides shade. So it makes a bit of sense that he would want to plant a tree in the desert that would give him some comfort. But there's one huge problem here. You see, Abraham knew that the tamarisk tree takes a long time to grow. I mean, like a long, long time. In other words, a person who plants a tamarisk tree would probably not likely reap the benefits of that plant in his or her lifetime. The whole reason anybody would want to plant a tamarisk tree is for the benefit of the next generation. All right, so this is what's happening here. When Isaac was born, Abraham realized that the promise that God gave him was for him to begin, but not for him to enjoy. Yeah, that was for the future generation. So when Abraham planted the tamarisk tree, he was, in essence, doing two things. Number one, he was looking beyond himself. The thing we do today should not only be for the benefit of ourselves, but also for the people who comes after us. And this requires a lot of selfless love. I mean, I believe that the grandmother in this film, as well as Chang's grandmother, they were both able to do such selfless things because their abundance of love for the future generations. The vision we have for our existence should never be limited to just our existence. And the second thing that Abraham was doing by planting this tamarisk tree was trusting, trusting in the next generation. Abraham would never see the benefits of the tree. That hope and responsibility is now passed on to his son, Isaac. Abraham is choosing to believe that the best of God's plan for this earth is not in his generation. He's planting a tree in Beersheba because he believes that the land he's standing on, which at the time belongs to the Philistines, will eventually become a part of the nation God promised for his descendants. This is Abraham's way of humbling himself saying, I'm not the pinnacle of existence. The coming generation is. The reason why the grandmother sacrificed herself for her grandson, well, it wasn't only because she loved him, but it's also because she believed that her grandson will be able to accomplish so much more on the surface world than on this rock. I believe the message here is that we have to believe in the future generations. I think God is calling all of us to accomplish deeds today that will pay off to the people in the future. Okay, now before we finish this message, I want to take a few moments to address the other perspective. I mean, is there an application for the grandson or the future generations? I mean, after all, you and I, we are people who are on the receiving end of generations of selfless people. At the end of the book of Deuteronomy, Moses gives a lesson on what we should do once we realize that we are beneficiaries of prior generations. You see, by the time that Deuteronomy was spoken and written, there were thousands of people who considered themselves the descendants of Abraham. And as Moses was leading them out of Egypt to the land that God promised them, the land that will eventually become their nation, Moses gives a rather strange and odd command. You shall declare before the Lord your God, my father was a wandering Aramean. And he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. I know, weird, right? This is Moses saying, one day you're going to realize and say, oh my goodness, God's promise to Abraham is now being fulfilled right here in this generation through us. When you realize that, you need to shout to God, my dad, he was a wandering Aramean. It's a call to remember that in the prior generations, they had nothing, and now we have everything. And it's because of those who came before us and sacrificed on our behalf. Now, I'm just guessing here, but the boy in this short film will one day share the story of his grandmother's sacrifice to his children. And then those children will share with their children and so on. And one day in the future, when they realize they have a very good life, they can declare, my father, or in this case, grandmother, 
was a wandering Aramean. Or perhaps another way to put this is that this Spark short film that we just saw is the director's way of shouting, my father, or in this case, grandmother, was a wandering Aramean. So whose shoulders are you standing on? I mean, when was the last time that you thank God for what the prior generations have done for you? Through God and the people who have come before us, we're able to make a better world around us. So church, may you plant your tamarisk tree and invest in the generations to come. And may you recognize and appreciate the people who came before you so you can shout with joy that my father was a wandering Aramean. And may we all experience heaven together. God bless.